Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. I'm so glad that I remembered to record and that I had the motivation. Um, I seriously hate leaving you guys hanging, but I have a little bit of advice to respond to. I'm not going to make this episode super long because one, um, I'm not going to do a super long advice segment like usual and two, I have literally so much homework to do and it's a single thing i have an assignment for ap lit that's ap literature i'm reading a book called invisible man which is about like racism um it's just it's one of the classic books that like a lot of people read in school i have to read 70 pages of that tonight i could have done it yesterday but you know i i wasn't feeling that i was a little tired daylight savings was a little kind of messed me up a little bit um i had to sleep over with my friend on saturday to sunday and we slept in and like we looked at the clock and it was like 10:40 too and neither of us like are people who sleep in and I realized after I left her house I was like oh it's because it was daylight savings that day that's when it switched so we really only slept until 9 42 that's not too bad <laughs> we also did stay up really late though I have a ton of homework to do so I'm gonna <laughs> keep this a little bit shorter is my whole point of all of that and it's also kind of like a dense book so the 70 pages is gonna take me quite a while and we have to like annotate it and stuff so I have like notes on it for when we discuss it in class tomorrow so it's 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 quite the process but it's a good book so at least like it's not super boring like I actually enjoy it I just wanted to kind of start off this episode by talking about just literally just diving into a topic that I thought of just like a couple of minutes ago that I thought would be good to talk about on the podcast. You know, this may not affect any of you guys or all of you guys right this second, but it affects everyone in their life at some point or the other. I wanted to talk about rejection and that is because it is something that I have dealt with in my life, obviously, because everyone deals with it, but I know that I'm going to eventually, as far as like college decisions, you guys might be like, oh my God, here she goes again talking about college. But I promise like this, this does apply to everyone, whether it's rejection from, you know, your romantic life or with your friends or with your family or academically, like there's so many ways to be rejected in life. And it's honestly, it's a very unique feeling, at least to me, just because it's that feeling of like, I wasn't good enough or I didn't do enough or I could have tried harder whatever the situation is you have those types of thoughts running through your head and it's never a fun thing to think and so for me this idea popped into my head because um, I don't know if I actually ever said the name of my dream college or said that I had a dream college I'm sure I did but in case I didn't in eighth grade I visited a college campus it's UCLA University of California Los Angeles and it happens to be like the number two ish I mean or like number four depending on the rankings but it's it's top five film school really great film school but even better it's like the number one public university in the U.S. and it's just like an incredible school overall successful people have gone there and people have found success going there to me it was appealing because in eighth grade I visited the campus and that was the first college campus that I really visited that I like really remembered and it was an actual college campus visit like we didn't get a tour but you know I quickly like looked at it because we were in LA which is near my cabin um my family's old like cabin that we go to every Thanksgiving and so we went and visited the campus and I just remember looking around the campus and looking at like the football stadium and seeing college students and thinking this would be a an amazing place for me to go and it really made me so intrigued with the idea of going to college and I already had been I mean from like elementary school I knew I like wanted to go to college and I think a lot of that's like influence from my parents of course but also just because like I've always been a very academically driven student again also due to my parents but a lot of it is my own will where it's like I really want to do this and you know so when I visited that campus it just kind of an overwhelming feeling kind of washed over me and I was like this is so exciting and I just, I felt 
great vibes there. Like I felt like I fit in right there. And like, even though I, I literally saw like a corner of the campus, um, what I did see was enough for me to, to be super excited. Also, literally my dad is being the loudest person ever and watching the tv so anyways um i after visiting ucla i was like okay i'm really gonna try and get into this school so i was in eighth grade but by the time i got to high school i was thinking about like you know obviously getting good grades but freshman year i didn't care as much as i like wish i did and not that i didn't care but i guess i didn't really realize how college grades transcripts anything worked at all and that i like needed to start like the second i walked into high school i mean it doesn't have to be that dramatic but I should or it would benefit me to start building a great resume or transcript or you know grades I guess um from right when I went into high school and so freshman year like yeah I did well I got all A's um I've never had a B all of my high school career but I'd get A minuses which brought down my GPA so my school is it's out of 4.0 um I know some schools go above four because they do like weighted GPAs but mine is just unweighted and so because of the A minuses I got freshman year even though I've only ever had A's I will never have a 4.0 I'll always have a 3.9 um which is you know, it's a little bothersome sometimes because I'm like, oh, like I'm so close, but it's okay. Um, after that, I like sophomore year, junior year, and then obviously senior year, I really started researching what went into getting into these types of schools. And I realized how difficult it was to actually get into UCLA. So um, just to give you perspective, it is like the number one most applied to school, I think in the world or something. Um, they last year got like 139,000 applicants, something crazy like that, but it's, it's at least, you know, it's over a hundred thousand applicants for sure. Um, and out of almost 140,000 people last year. How many people did they admit? 15,000. 15,000. Like, that's like if you just get rid of the whole 100,000 and then it's like a small portion of that 40,000 left over. Like, I mean, that if that doesn't tell you like how selective they are, I don't know what does. And it's so hard too because recently my AP Gov class, AP Government, um, we had to do like a little thing. I don't even remember what the assignment was, but there was something about like sample, I guess, college applications. And it was just like a quick little paragraph of like a person, what they do and their grades or something like that. And I found it and you had to like rank them, you know, who do you think is the best, the most impressive, whatever. And I found it really difficult to actually rank them because I was like, you know what? All of these people are so talented and it makes it so hard to choose. So when you think about your application getting thrown into a pool of over a hundred thousand people who are probably all qualified enough to go to that school or at least close to it and talented enough to be like, Hey, I can apply to this school because I have the credentials. I have the grades, whatever that makes you nervous because there is so, 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 so much competition. Um, not to mention that they're lowering like the amount of people that they let in out of state because I don't live in California um, because they're like required to let in like a certain amount of, maybe not a certain amount, but like they're required to let in. Well, yeah, a certain amount, save a certain amount of seats at the school um, for California residents because you know obviously it shouldn't be competitive to get into a school that you live close to or like that's in your own state that's just kind of how it works and so it makes it harder for out-of-state and then of course international students to get into a school like UCLA so with that like um huge pool of applicants like I said the 15,000 that's about 10% acceptance rate give or take so if you flip it the other way around 
that means that they reject 90% of people. So out of a pile of 10, if you're looking at 10 applications, they're going to choose one person. It's, it's crazy. So once I saw that acceptance rate, I was like, oh, like this sucks because it's basically like getting, they, they call UCLA a public Ivy because it's a public school and the Ivy schools, if you're not familiar with that, the Ivy League schools, it's like Yale, um, Brown, Harvard, Princeton, you know, the Ivy League schools, the really selective schools, that's that's what they call UCLA is a public Ivy school. So it's basically like that selective, but it's just not a private school. Um, so it kind of just tells you the reputation that the school has. And I was like, why did I have to pick this school as the one that I liked? Because it is so dang selective. So here's the thing with me is is like when I get into something, I will research the crap out of it. Like I will spend hours looking at Reddit threads, watching YouTube videos, searching things on TikTok to like specifically find videos about a certain college. Um, Like everything imaginable. I've probably read hundreds of articles on college, UCLA, like just college admissions in general. Um, And watched hundreds of like videos of people opening their decisions and then like what stats or statistics that people had, like their test scores and their essays that they wrote that got them into the schools. Um, I watched dozens of those videos so I could get a good picture of like what kind of people get in and how I can improve my own, you know, application, whatever. So Needless to say, I became super immersed in the whole entire process. And throughout the process, I kind of had a lot of hope because I was like, if I can just, you know, add some things to my resume and do these things, like whatever, which I did, like I did, you know, a film internship and I made some films and I have this podcast, which I put on my college application and Sister Spill, I put on my college application because obviously that's like a huge achievement for me. Um, and like I did great things for my college application, but the problem is, is that not only does UCLA have like a 10% acceptance rate just overall, um, for someone like me who wants to get into film, there are separate colleges or schools, departments within UCLA. So for me, it's like the, the school of theater, film and television, TFT is what it's called. Um, TFT, if you apply with film as like your major or whatever, if you want to like, you know, obviously learn that study film, that school like takes your application independently. So you have to submit a whole different application along with the regular one that is like a film portfolio. So you do a little like creative writing. Like for me, I just propose like a film idea basically, um, And then you have to write like a life challenge essay and then a personal essay, kind of just like about you and your film journey and then some other little things. But it was a lot of work, first of all, to do the whole application. But also the film school is like two to four percent acceptance rate. I'd say it's closer to two percent, honestly, which is insane. I was reading something earlier today, which I'll get to, but it said like something like they admit like 15 people, which I'm like, I don't know how true that is because it was a thing from 2011. But if that's true, then that means when they accept even less now, I don't know. But anyway, so my point with all of this is that I have kind of created this expectation for myself because when everyone like my grandparents or family friends or 
relatives, friends, anyone, teachers have asked me like, where do you want to go to college? Just ever since like eighth grade, I was like, oh, I'd love to go to UCLA. So everyone who knows me pretty much knows that UCLA has become just like that designated dream school for me. And it's not necessarily that UCLA is the only school that I think I could thrive at because that's absolutely not true. Um, like I told you guys, I've got an, uh, I've gotten acceptances to two um, schools that I'm really considering as of now. And the one that I'm leaning the most towards is Chapman University, which is about like 45 minutes from LA. So it's actually close to UCLA. It's just obviously not as select- selective. And um you know, it's like probably like number four compared to like number two or something on the film school list, you know, around those ranks. What I'm trying to say is regardless, like I've gotten into an amazing school and like the more that I do research on Chapman, I'd actually be so thrilled to go. Like it really like not almost like no one has heard of it because it's a, it's like 10,000 students less than that, honestly, um, which is not big for like a college, you know, because UCLA has like 50,000 or something like that. It's definitely very appealing to me. There's like these Instagram pages that people create for people who have gotten into certain schools for the class of 2026. So like the the page that I follow is called like Chapman 2026 or something like that, meaning like we graduate in 2026. And so it's for admitted students to see other admitted students. So you can kind of like send them a DM and be like, here are the pictures I want you to post. And here's the bio that I want you to post in the caption. And so you can kind of introduce yourself and find other students who have gotten into the school. So today I decided to DM someone for the first time because I've been looking at this account for months, but I've never posted on it and I haven't reached out to anyone yet, just mainly because I... I was like, I don't know about other decisions yet, Um, but today I decided to DM a girl who I saw got into the film production major, which is the same one that I got into, and um, I was just like, hey, like, I just wanted to say hi, saw that you're also in the film production major because not many people get into that, like, it's a really small group, like, I think I told you guys like 60, 75 people. It's it's very selective and very small. So I wanted to like get to know people who were in it and she looked nice. So I DM'd her, had a little conversation with her, um, but it just made me really excited because it's like, you know, if I went there, she's still thinking about going there. Um, she's not sure yet, but like if I went there, like I'd meet people like her and like maybe we'd be friends. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really exciting for me because I'm not tied to the idea of UCLA only anymore because I was for a long time. I was like, you know, I literally like I bought a UCLA sweatshirt um, online from Etsy, like secondhand or something um, or Poshmark or something like that. Um, and it's like literally like my favorite crew neck ever. I wear it all the time, all the time, like too much. <laughs> and um, my friend like knows that I wanted to get into UCLA. So like two summers ago, she gave me like UCLA shorts. Like it's it's a whole thing. And like everyone knows that I wanted to get into UCLA. The problem is that like I I set such high expectations for myself that when I I was doing some reading on Reddit, and this is how I found out that next Friday, or sorry, this Friday, so March 18th, the UCLA decisions are supposed to come out. I found out through Reddit because they didn't send an email saying this, but I guess traditionally, and I've heard now since like multiple people say this, traditionally the third week of March or something um, is when... The college decisions come out, which makes it, I guess, land on this Friday, which is in four days. Um, so when I read that, I kind of, I, I actually literally had a panic attack because I was like, I wasn't expecting this till like maybe two weeks, not like one week. And so when things kind of go out of my control like that, I get like freaked out because I'm like, this isn't what I was expecting. And, and now I have to kind of 
flip around and, and deal with this new set of circumstances. And so, you know, knowing that like this thing that I've placed such an importance on, a large importance on, is coming up in four days is terrifying to me. And the reason that I'm talking about rejection right now is I think that I will probably get rejected and I hate it. It hurts me for those words to come out of my mouth. Not necessarily because I am, like I said, tied to the idea of going to this school because at the end of the day, it's a beautiful school. It has an amazing film program, although I did read like an expose article about it and how like hasn't been very good the past two years. So maybe it's a sign. Um, amazing, you know, film program overall. Um, great campus, great location, great academics. It's like the number one best like food, like dining hall or whatever. Um, out of all the universities like there's so many perks to it of course there's a reason it has hype however like I truly truly believe that everything happens for a reason and so me getting in or not getting into a certain school is absolutely going to be for the best whether or not I realize it at the time and that's just a mindset that that has helped me so much to adopt the other thing is is that like I for a while got really into the whole manifestation thing which I know was introduced to a lot of people through TikTok. I mean, at least that's how it was introduced to me. I had heard of it before throughout my life, but it it didn't really present itself to me as much as it did until like it came around on TikTok. And when that happened, I kind of I didn't believe all the little things like, you know, write this under your pillow and this will come true or or whatever. Like no offense if you do believe that. But for me, like all of the I don't know, little things or the little rituals that people were doing or all the write this like 20 times in a row. Like I tried those things, but you know, it was admitted or not a little bit of a trend on TikTok and yeah, like it still exists and people I'm sure still post about it, but I see it a lot less now because I do feel like it was kind of a trend. Um, however, the whole like manifestation thing, when I did get into it and like crystals and astrology and that kind of thing for a while, that was, I don't know, like winter 2020 or something like that. I want to say, um, I, honestly like or sorry not winter 2020 2021 um I really no not <laughs> like spring of 2021 I don't even know what I'm saying honestly never mind I'm getting I ever since the pandemic started my like view or my perception of time is just so messed up um by the way like happy two-year anniversary of COVID so exciting not um but anyways I like because I got into that for so long, I eventually, what I took from that experience, you know, I don't, I'm not super into it anymore. I don't really pay attention to like angel numbers when they pop up my phone, like that kind of stuff. I used to, but I just don't anymore. I've kind of fallen out of it. I used to like journal every night too and try to manifest. I don't do that as much. Um, it's like maybe once every two months, but again, <laughs> sorry. Um, what I did get out of it was the mindset that you have to be positive because your mind controls the things that basically happen to you. Um, and some of it could be a little extreme, I guess, to think of that, think of it that way. But for me, it's like what I've taken from it is that like, it's very, very important to be right mentally, um, in order to see the things that you want to come to, to life, like your goals, your desires. If you don't 
focus on them. And if you don't tell yourself that you believe in yourself or that you're worthy or capable or deserving of things, you're not going to get there because there's always going to be a mental block. And those kind of mental blocks, believe it or not, can get you so far behind and you don't even realize it. Like if you are subconsciously thinking all the time, oh, I'm not good enough to you know, get into the school, I guess, for my example. Like, if you're going through a college application and you're getting ready to submit it in like a week or something and you're constantly thinking those negative thoughts, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't have a good, you know, course load or I didn't have the right grades or my essays aren't good. I'm not a good writer. You keep saying that to yourself and that will become true. You keep saying, I'm not a good writer. I'm not a good writer. Your essays will turn out like trash probably because you're constantly thinking that. Um, so the mind is a really important thing. It's it's important to control your thoughts. Not like no one can really control their thoughts like like perfectly because it's there's so many thoughts. I mean, for me, like I have thoughts bouncing off the walls of my brain all the time and it's crazy it's so hard to control them but what I do try the most is to be positive and be kind to myself because uh as like cliche as I might sound it really goes a long way and so I guess for me it's just like when it comes to the whole manifestation thing the whole point I guess of manifestation is don't say these things because they're going to come true so don't be like I'm not going to get into my dream school because then you won't and so that mindset kind of like was ingrained into me for a while and I've kind of since let it go and I'm like okay it's okay to say some negative things every once in a while just don't say them all the time um but now I've kind of separated myself from from that whole thing because I there's a difference between like being hopeful and being positive and also just being realistic and for me seeing the statistics I was reading today and I I kind of had a reality check which I've been having for the past week um ever since I learned that the decisions were coming out I was just like I you know I think I just know that it's not going to be an acceptance. Um, again, hurts me to say that because I've trained myself for so long. Don't say things like that. You don't want it to come true. We don't want to put it out in the universe. But, but you know, I, I can't also, it's hard because I can't lie to myself. You know what I'm saying? Because what's better to to put that energy out into the universe or to set myself up for hope to the point where I open that and I think, you know, I think I can manifest it. And then I'm just filled with disappointment you know, like I think that's almost worse. So that's why I'm trying to be realistic with myself because I have four days until I know for sure. And if I don't prepare myself for the very real possibility that I will get rejected, I'm probably going to get hit so much harder. So I guess I'm really trying to be realistic with myself. And yeah, I had a reality check today because I was reading and this this is what I do. I get into these little rabbit holes and I read and read and read and read other people's, you know, threads about their experiences and how they got in and whatever but there is this website for people who get accepted into film school it's called like filmschool.org and it's where people can post when they've gone into a certain film school uh, you know how the process works whatever and so I was reading about the UCLA film program and I I just realized how impossible my chances are and I really hate to be again negative towards myself um, because it's not that I don't believe that I have the ability to succeed at that school or uh, it doesn't I I totally think that I'm qualified to go to that school for sure Um, but based on what I submitted to them I will say it was not my best work it really wasn't because I 
I had so much anxiety about the whole application and I had so many doubts and like a lack of self-confidence, which I'm still struggling with so much. Um, I had all of that going on to the point where I was just putting it off until literally the very last day that it was supposed to be submitted. I mean, you think that like for a dream school, you'd get it done early and you'd work super hard on it. But for me, it was the fear and the overwhelming feeling of like, this has to be perfect that I felt like that prevented me from doing my best because I was so mentally held back that I was just like, I closed my computer every time I tried to write a new essay and I restarted probably a hundred times for all of my essays because I was just like, I, I have to make this perfect. And then the, the feeling of I need to make this perfect turned into, I'm just not going to do it at all because I'm so overwhelmed. And so I literally like wrote the entire things like a couple days before and like tweaked things and changed things a million times because I was like trying to think of what they would want to read rather than just like thinking about just just write just write think about what you want to write but I had such writer's block at the wrong time and so I I don't think that I submitted something that is truly the best display of like what my capabilities are as like a filmmaker and like a writer and all these things. But that's beside the point. It's just like knowing that I submitted a weaker application that I could have is one thing that makes me doubt, but it's also just the fact that I, again, was reading and basically what it sounds like is you have the main pool of applicants and the first thing that they do is decide um, and I'm talking about TFT, the film school at UCLA. So they, it goes to them. And the problem is, is if you don't get into the film school, they don't send you for review, which I found this out today. I didn't know for sure, but this, this was what crushed me. Like my best part of my application were the essays that I wrote. Like the, I actually felt that I actually did a really good job on the non-film school application. Um, and I was like feeling really confident when I submitted it. And like, I've looked it over a few times today. I looked it over. I tell myself I shouldn't cause I'm always going to find problems with it, but I looked it over again today and I was like, yeah, if I were an application reader, I would highly, highly, highly consider me for the school because I think I'm very qualified from that standpoint. However, you look at my film school application and it just doesn't live up to those same standards. I mean, if you're accepting literally like 15 people, for example, into a school and you're getting thousands of applicants, you're not going to pick me. I'm just trying to be realistic with myself. So that's when I got kind of crushed today because I was like, if they don't accept me into the regular film school, I'm done for because they're not going to consider me in the alternate major that I picked, which was undeclared, meaning I, I wouldn't, I haven't decided yet. Um, so basically, I don't get into the film school. I don't get into UCLA. That is my whole point of this. It's I'm overcomplicating this. I'm so sorry. I've been ranting for so long about this, but that was kind of what crushed me. And I just kind of, I started crying. Like I, I cried multiple times today, to be honest with you guys, because I was, I was really just faced with reality for the first time. I knew how low my chances were, but until I really investigated until recently, I, I, I didn't realize actually how selective the process was. And now I'm kind of like, oh shoot, like why did I place so much importance on this school when like it's nearly impossible to get in, get in, you know, like why didn't I place this importance on Chapman and then been like, oh my God, this is my dream school. I got in. Like, I wish it had been that way. And then UCLA was just like a, oh, whatever. Like it's just, would be a cool school to get into, you know? Um, but of course I had to place such an importance on this school for like three years of my life, four years of my life, honestly. Um, and 
that that makes it a lot harder so it's like yeah I can like try to detach myself but like ultimately I'm always going to have that like feeling you know when I check my application status on Friday I will update you guys next Monday I'll let you know how I'm feeling but um you know I'm just trying to be real with myself not that I don't believe in myself it's really not about that it's just trying to be realistic trying to kind of know what to expect because I think it's better to prepare myself than to get my hopes up entirely because I'm a very optimistic person definitely not like a pessimist I'm just a positive person overall and so it's really hard for me to sometimes deal with the reality of things because I I just want to see the good in everyone and everything and see the best out of every situation, which can be great sometimes, but honestly, a lot of the times it leads to disappointment because I put people or things or situations on pedestals and then when it turns out that it's not actually that way, it sucks, you know? So I guess I just wanted to bring this up because if any of you guys deal with rejection or feeling like you're not good enough or whatever, just know that you're definitely not alone. I mean, I don't want to, again, jinx myself by speaking too early. Um, so I'm not going to say the words I am going to, you know, that that is going to happen, but I'm going to say that it's likely to happen. Um, based on the statistics. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to go as far to say that it will happen because I just don't like saying that. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, But like, it's just, I guess, something that I wanted to talk about because it affects all of us at some point or another. And because I feel that I, well, I know this is coming, whether it's UCLA or some other schools, I know that for a fact, I will most likely get, or sorry, not accepted, get rejected from um, USC, which is the number one film school in the world. I I just know I am. That's just a feeling. Um, And then Columbia, which is like, again, like 4% acceptance rate overall school not like the film school like it's crazy to get in it was kind of just like a last minute oh let's just apply to one of these really prestigious schools for fun so those two I'm like expecting for sure rejections so I know that like eventually I will get rejections and that's okay um but you know it doesn't feel good to be rejected so as of now no I haven't gotten a rejection but I know that it's going to happen and that's what is just putting like a pit in my stomach because I I know that it's coming and I kind of wanted to talk about it with you guys and it was more of me ranting and trying to get it out because I don't have like a therapist or anything and I don't really talk to my friends about this so um kind of feels good to get it out on the podcast um I guess is what I'm trying to say but like it also just relates to a lot of real life things of whether it's feeling like you're not good enough because you're not getting good enough grades or you feel like you're disappointing your parents because you got a C last term or something like that or you failed a class like these things are very real and dealing with rejection or feeling like someone's always going to one-up you like it it is so hard for me because I'm watching people around me like I know someone uh, my best friend got into NYU I think I said that on the podcast here and then um, another guy that I know that's in a couple of my classes he got into Harvard and there's people around me that I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know they were that smart. And it's just crazy because I'm like, you know, always thinking I could have done more. I could have tried harder. I, I could have written a better essay. I could have hired a college counselor. Like I, I could have done so much to put myself in a place where I had a crazy advantage in getting to these schools. 
but I didn't and it's too late and I can't look back with regretting everything that I did now I mean it's not going to do me any good the decisions I get are the decisions I get it's just it's it's a brutal brutal process I mean you spend it's it's kind of cruel when you think about it I know obviously they're not trying to ruin people's lives but you know you spend months for a lot of people preparing for college doing the applications trying to dig deep into your you know your personality and and your feelings about yourself and write really good essays while competing with everyone else and your application is one of thousands that they will look over for a couple minutes say yes or no and and that's it that's all it is but to you it's everything you know that's how it is for a lot of people i mean not everyone of course people will apply to like you know their local state school get in it's not a big deal whatever but for those people that are applying to schools out of state or just more selective schools it is a brutal process so i know a lot of you guys are younger and i'm hoping that i'm not like scaring you guys with all this talk about college because some of you guys may end up applying to some of these colleges or or just more like I guess, selective colleges in the future when you guys get older. And I don't want you guys to be scared of the process or anything like that um, or get super stressed out about it. Uh, just just learn from me, learn from my mistakes. And, you know, I, I started the UC application early, um, really early. Like the, the day that it opened, I started working on it and I progressively did it. But once I got to the essays, I waited to the very last minute to write those um, the only one that I actually had finished was my podcast one. I wrote that one really quick and it, it came pretty easily to me. I wrote about Spillcast and how I give you guys advice, uh, cause I felt like it was a good reflection of my character, but that was the only one that I had really written. And then I also did write about my sister spill channel for another one. Cause there's four little short essays, um, for the UCLA application. Uh, th- that was two, but the other two I really, really struggled with and those were very last minute and I guess just a lot of it, like I said, was the self-doubt that just made me like procrastinate till the end because I was just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know and when in reality I could have stuck with a lot of my essay topics and it would have been great. I just needed to stick to one, you know, and, and stop thinking I can do better than this. So my point is, is like you can always do better and there's always something that you're going to look back on and be like, oh, I wish I had done that differently. Um whether it's college applications, the way you handled a breakup or the way you were in a friendship or how you did in school. But like, I think that the best thing you can do is just not live with immense regret. And that's what I'm trying my best not to do. So rejection sucks is my whole theme of this episode. It sucks and it's going to come and I can feel it coming whether or not it's UCLA or not. Like I said, it's it's going to happen and it's not a fun process and it's made me break down a lot because I've placed such an importance on college and a lot of my worth into what schools I get into which is which was such a mistake but you know it's kind of irreversible now um it's just become such a hard process but it's also very rewarding because it allows me to kind of see what I really want for myself and what's actually right for me because UCLA might be great on paper and it might be great for some people but um it might not be me and that is in the hands of the universe that is a card for the universe to deal so again I will update you guys on Monday (laughs) um and then four days later I'm going to Italy next Thursday like I told you guys super excited so maybe I can you know 
relax a little bit there. Not relax because we're going to be doing a lot of tourist sightseeing, walking things, but you know, relax somewhat, like try to get my, get my mind off college applications. Cause at this point it's like, I'm more scared of like the rejections themselves selves than like the actual schools I'm getting into. If that makes sense. Like obviously I still care, but it's more just like the feeling of rejection and that, that little spark of hope that, you know, you get that it's just like, I don't know what to think. So yeah, that was my rant. It was a lot. I know I didn't mean to dump that all on you, but it actually felt good to get that out. And I don't know really if that helped anyone because I mostly just talked about my own experience, but it's a good thing to listen to and like get learn lessons from because, you know, everyone's going to deal with the rejection. And I guess dealing it with dealing with it like the way that I did as far as just just sitting back and letting the universe decide for you and saying everything happens for a reason is the best way to go about it because you then it just makes it out of your control and it makes it feel at least a little bit better that it's just like whatever happens happens so that is all that I wanted to say and now I'm going to get into some advice okay so the first person said Hey, Sister Spill, I really like your podcast and I was wondering if you could give me some advice. So I started to hang out with two really sweet girls. The first girl, let's call her Savannah, I am decently close with and I've known her for a while. The second girl, let's call her Ruby, I am also really close with and I've known her since school started in in September. We just recently started hanging out, the three of us, and recently this other girl, let's call her Harper, who I've known almost my whole life, who is great friends with Savannah and Ruby, started hanging out with them and at one point I feel like I'd been replaced. Harper is also very sweet and I would never hurt her feelings because she's always been really nice and supportive to me. They were hanging out a lot without me. Now it's getting better, but I still don't know what to do if it starts to happen again. This was just something I was having trouble with and I hope you can give me advice on it. Um, well, I appreciate you reaching out. I think that this is like definitely something that a lot of people deal with um, at one point or another, just feeling excluded or feeling like it's weird because it's kind of awkward. It's like, they're nice and no one's actually being mean, but it's just kind of that feeling of like, you're not included. And honestly, like I feel that today sometimes with certain friends that I have, and I know it's no hard feelings. It's more just that some people are closer to other people than others or hang out more. And it's not reflective of you as a person necessarily. It just might mean that they, I guess, make plans more often or see each other as more available. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know what kind of factors are going on in your life or how much you guys are actually in touch. Um, Not saying that you guys are distant friends or anything, but like uh, for me, like a lot of times I will see other friends of mine hang out together. And that is just kind of something that happens because I personally don't invite a lot of people to hang out very often just because I'm very like introverted and not that I don't want to hang out with my friends, but because a lot of times it's just hard for me to want to do a lot of things because I really like my alone time. So I actually just enjoy like staying in at home at night, like a lot of times. Um, of course I love going out and hanging out with my friends, but like it, it's just kind of like certain circumstances. Maybe if they see that you don't look as available, they don't ask you. Or maybe if you've rejected them in the past, meaning like they've asked you to hang out and you are busier a lot. I'm not saying that that's your case, but I'm just saying like I'm trying to think of certain circumstances because um, there are certain reasons why some people um, don't maybe ask others to hang out because maybe they're just like used to them being busy. So they just kind of start hanging out alone or maybe they, you know, something happened, whatever. But like you said, it doesn't seem like anything necessarily is like 
no one's being rude. You know, he said Harper's a really sweet girl. It seems like all of them are, you know, good friends. But I think like there could be other factors. You didn't give every detail, so I don't know. Um, that maybe prevent them from asking you to hang out um or it could just be that they're not asking you to hang out and i in that case i think it is a little bit rude because if you guys are like a designated friend group that's odd that like you aren't invited to hang out with them um i wonder if maybe you and i don't know if you've done this already but try to invite yourself one day and just be like i, I know that can be hard and it can feel awkward to invite yourself to things but like Honestly, if you see them hanging out, you could just be like, or, or talk about them, hear them talk about hanging out. You could just be like, hey, like, I want to come or like, that sounds fun. And then see what they say and how they respond. If they're like, oh, yeah, like, totally. We, you know, we would love for you to join. And they're super enthusiastic and nice about it. And nothing seems off. Then maybe it was just kind of them, you know, waiting to see if you wanted to or, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt there. But um if they respond kind of weirdly, then I would actually take a closer look at that and be like, okay, well, is there a reason that they're not hanging out with me? Are they upset with me? Are they annoyed with me? Like, are they just not good friends? Like there are all sorts of things to consider, but I think that like you could definitely see that if you ask them to hang out or try to like create or initiate plans with all of you guys, see how they respond to that. And if it's kind of weird, then you know, maybe there's something else going on that you should talk to them about. Um, But until you know that and like the way they respond, I don't, I don't know that there is really a perfect way to go about the situation. Like you said, it kind of slowed down for now. um, So that's good. But if it continues happening, I definitely think that you should talk to one of them, maybe the person you feel the most comfortable with or all of them at once. If you have like a group chat or something, um, and just say like, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm kind of feeling a little bit left out. I wonder if there's like a reason behind it, whatever. And then just see what they say, because it's always good to strike a conversation and communicate before things get worse, I guess, and tension builds up with you and they don't know that anything's going on. So I always just think like, if you have good friends that you can trust, you should be able to like communicate with them about things that are bothering you. So I think that is honestly the best option. Um, but you'll have to update me and let me know. I think that the best course of action is to do your best, keep hanging out with them, enjoy the time that you have with them. Um, but if they start kind of leaving you out again confront them in the least confrontational way like not in a rude way but just like confront them a nice way and just say like hey is there something going on and that's it good luck with the whole situation and i'm going to move on to the last piece of advice like i said it's a very very short advice segment today okay so this next person dm'd me quite a while ago but i realized that i somehow skipped over this one so again if i ever lose your dm or something please 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 let me know i'm not trying to like purposely leave you behind so this person said hello i'm 15 and i've dated one person in middle school for two years he broke up with me in eighth grade and i'm a sophomore in high school now it's been four years since i've told anyone i've liked them it's not that i haven't liked people i totally have but i find that once they like me back i start noticing all the negative things in them and end up losing interest even if they're a good person I want to date someone, but every time I get the chance, I decide I don't actually. I like someone right now and it's happening again. What do I do? Thanks. Love your podcast. Well, thank you. Honestly, like that sounds a lot like when people say they have like the ick, I guess it translates to feeling a little bit fearful when you get close to something like that. You kind of don't know how to deal with the situation. Maybe you're not ready for it. Um, and you think that you are, you know, it sounds great and all, but the closer that you get to it, you realize that there's 
there's an actual commitment in it. And whether you're in middle school or high school or whatever age that you're at, you know, deciding to be in a relationship is still somewhat of a commitment. It's normal for you to start questioning things the closer it gets to becoming something serious or more real, I guess you could say, because that is when you're kind of going to that fight or flight mode where it's like, I don't know, this is is happening too fast. And I kind of like the chase. And now that it's done, I'm just like, now what do I do? I don't know if I want this, whatever. Even though deep down, you probably do want it. Like you said, I think seeing friends and other people go through this is that you have to really dig deep and ask yourself, what do you want? Because you can't leave it at just like, oh, like I do want to date someone eventually. Like I feel like you have to think, okay, what does a good relationship look like for me? Does that mean that I'm actually in a serious relationship? Does that mean that I'm casually hanging out with someone that I like? Like, what does that mean to you? What does dating mean to you? What would make you feel less, I guess, apprehensive to getting in a relationship? And once you dig deep and find out exactly what you want, make sure that the person is someone that you want. Because if you're seeing like so many negative things in them, I don't, you know, necessarily think that that's a great thing. However, part of that also could be you're trying to self-sabotage because the closer it gets to being something, you're like, oh, let me point out all the negative things so that I can just get out of this situation real quick. Not to like sound super blunt, but like a lot of people, I guess, have those tendencies because they're so afraid that they kind of just back out and they find reasons to back out, I guess, if that makes sense. So make sure that that's not the case. I think it's definitely important to notice negative traits in people rather than be blind to them, but don't overdo it to the point where you're only seeing the negative traits and then it just like messes things up for you and for your chances with someone. So I I say like, don't be afraid because I feel like that there must be something holding you back from fully committing to something. If you really got hurt from that two-year relationship, if that's causing you to take a step back and and like really just be super picky, I guess, and selective, um, which is not entirely a bad thing, like I said, but just don't let it prevent you from, from being happy is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, there really is no perfect solution to this, of course, but I think that like the best thing you can do is try to do some inner reflection and find out exactly what you want and then also go after people who reflect what you want and don't like sabotage the good things that come to you. If you see some negative things, that's okay. Everyone has negative traits. However, if it's overly negative, yeah, it's not worth it. Um, but just make sure that you you aren't pushing someone away because of your fear of getting into a relationship, if that makes sense. I know I said that this podcast episode would be shorter than usual, but it ended up being almost an hour, which is more than some of my short episodes. So I mean, good for me, I guess. More content for you guys. Um, I got really into that college discussion, so hopefully it wasn't super boring and I know I barely did any advice, but remember to send in your advice for next week. Again, you can DM me at sisterspillyt on Instagram or at spillcastofficial, either one. Um, Spillcastofficial is just for more for my podcast, but doesn't matter. You can also send me a voice message through Anchor. The link to everything will be in the description of this podcast episode. Um, and you can also email me at sisterspillytt at gmail.com. Of course, everything is anonymous unless for some reason you want me to say your name. Um, and you can always send voice messages if you um, want your like voice distorted. That works too. But send in any advice, any advice that you wish to have, anything that's going on in your life, anything that's bothering you. Um, you know, little things, big things, plans for the future, ideas you have, stories you want to share, drama you want to spill, fun story times that you have that you want people to hear, um, questions you want to ask, anything, anything. Let's, you know, spice it up. Um, 
as always, I am so grateful for all of you guys who listen, especially to the end of every single one of my episodes, and especially to those of you who have been here since day one. I really, 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 really appreciate you guys. Um, It's amazing that you've stayed with me for so long. If you listen to this episode all the way through, DM me your favorite... Mm, I feel like I've done like a lot of things. Maybe like your your favorite like scenery. So do you like the beach or mountains or desert or whatever it is? Like your just favorite like I don't know landscape area uh, biome. I don't know. Just like your favorite scenery, I guess. Um, me personally love the beach. That's probably my favorite. My second favorite would probably be the mountains. Um, Although the mountains are amazing, so I don't know. I love both. I love both. But anyways, I will talk to you guys next week.